1: Coming up on this edition of Locked on Wizards, we've got to take a look at the NFC East, especially after the devastating injury we saw Dak Prescott suffer on Sunday in the Cowboys win over the Giants. What it means for the division, specifically looking at the Washington football team and the quarterback news that we saw this past weekend. Plus, we've got to take a look at the history and recap and relive all the historic moments that we just witnessed in the bubble and wobble for the NBA and the WNBA all those details and more right here on this edition of Locked On Wizards
0: you are Locked On Wizards your daily Washington Wizards podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and we've got to get into first what we saw on Sunday in the NFL. Now, it is always tough to see a player go down injured injuries, regardless how much you like or just like a team. You never want to see a player get injured, especially an injury like we saw Dak Prescott go down with in the Cowboys win over the Giants. Now, regardless of the results, the fact the Cowboys won by a field goal. The big news around that game was Dak being carted off the field and seeing that moment, that devastating moment, as he realized what he was feeling, I think in in those moments of injuries like that, and I look at Gordon Hayward with the Boston Celtics years back and Kevin Ware and with Louisville years back in the NCAA tournament, you know, you look at players when they go get injured like that, those moments where your bones just look like, ugh, just completely broken that it, takes a second it's not until the player looks at it and realizes holy smokes what just happened that that you see the moment of the reaction from everyone when they all realize and what is a normal play a play just like any other that they're doing the same thing they'd have done a million times before but this time come out of it injured it's devastating and to hear it to see it you know I fortunately I actually did not see the play I once I realized what had happened. I did not look. I don't like looking at injuries like that. It makes me cringe. I'm sorry. I'm soft. I get it. But if I can miss it, I'm okay with missing it. I've seen a lot of them happen and I am fortunately able to say I did not see this one, but I was watching everything else around it and it is just devastating to see Dak Prescott as a player who has been through so much off the field already and on the field as well. But you look at what he's gone through and losing his mom to cancer and losing his brother to suicide and just the, the personal challenges and adversity he's faced, as well as just on the field dealing with having to constantly prove himself for the Dallas franchise. And now for the Cowboys and for the NFC East, this definitely changes things, without a doubt. Looking at this division, it's still anybody's division. You know, the, the Eagles coming into this week, we're sitting at that number one spot with a 1-2-1 record. That's not overly, you know, a big separating factor for the division but as a whole all of these teams are struggling the Giants are still winless after losing to the Cowboys on Sunday still unable to pull off the win Andy Dalton's a great quarter, backup quarterback for the Cowboys so they don't have as much of a drop off he's now Dak Prescott but still a solid quarterback and was able to lead them to come away with a win now the other two teams as we're looking at the Eagles who did drop a loss to the Steelers on Sunday's And also looking at the Washington football team, not a terrible loss for the Eagles. They just got outplayed by a better team. I mean, the Steelers are undefeated right now for a reason. And I actually think this is one of the more encouraging games for the Eagles. You know, you look at the first quarter, the last quarter, you know, the, the Steelers are just playing better football right now. Defensively as a whole, they could have definitely done a better job stopping the Steelers on their third down, too many third down conversions. I mean, when you your defense does, does that well, it's got to be a, a three and out. You've got to find a way to stop the other team. And looking at the, the defensive line, you cannot have Chase Claypool, who's a, a solid wide receiver, finish with four touchdowns. Come on. Come on. you got to make an adjustment. And I think that the Eagles are still struggling defensively to figure out how to cover receivers, how to get stops I mean they are on the field a lot more than I wish that they were but overall I really don't think it was a terrible day for the Eagles something that I saw that did not even hit me at first was the Eagles had the second most expensive roster okay let that sink in second most expensive roster yet they're sitting at one three and one yikes come on Howie it. There's no reason why the Eagles should have spent so much money on players and be unable to at least be at 500 right now. One three and one and not great games with that. You know, it's not like it's. I mean, I don't even know if you can ever excuse a one three and one record. But aside from the loss of the Steelers prior, the previous four games have been very bad. You know, it's been some ugly football at times. Some difficult and poor coaching decisions. Players injured. Players that are on the field that are second and third string players that it has not been a good start to the season for the Eagles. So to have so much money that you've put towards the team and to see that this is the performance that's going on the field, yikes. But for Carson Wentz on the game, seems like he's finally getting going a little bit in his two touchdowns that he threw for, for. Did have a couple interceptions. His picks, are that's never a good thing. But ah, it's still early. And of course, as I'm saying, the NFC East as a whole is struggling. So for the Washington football team on the other side, another team that is still in the running, no one in the NFC East is fully out of it, um, but looking at the Washington football team, we saw the news that Dwayne Haskins Jr. moved not only from the starting quarterback spot, to, but to the third string quarterback spot, benched, 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 and I honestly felt as though it was not needed this early. I thought the Washington football team has a lot of issues, and I don't know that it starts with him. But I also did feel as though the move bringing Kyle Allen in was to always put him in that starting spot. So not only did Dwayne Haskins Jr. not be moved to second string, but third, and then also news broke earlier Sunday that he was not feeling well and decided to stay in his hotel room. He wasn't feeling well for a few days, did not even show up, wasn't on the sideline for the game at all. So I, I feel for Dwayne Haskins Jr. Not a great start to the season. He's, his career, excuse me, he's so young. And I just think he was put in a bad situation. Unfortunately, we see that sometimes at players where you are drafted to a team that's bad and struggling and trying to find a way to get over the hump. And due to so many changes, coaching changes, player changes, all the chaos and news off the field as well around sexual harassment and all the different issues the Washington football team is having. The fact that they're no longer the Redskins and now the Washington football team, so much going on in this organization. And he's been honestly suffering in his career because of that I, I think to be honest that his play is a direct result of being a part of a messy organization Kyle Allen came into the game did well to say the least he attempted 13 passes in the loss he did get injured so that's the, the crazy thing completed nine of 13 passes for 74 yards rushed for a seven-yard touchdown head coach Ron Rivera did say that he thought that Kyle Allen was doing well in the quarterback spot. He felt as though, you know, he was encouraged by the way that he played. And Rivera said that after he actually watched the game tape Monday, he felt as though what he said was, was he he stuck with it, that he did like Kyle Allen in that starting spot. He plans to stick with him as a starter. He said he liked what he saw from the third year quarterback and, You know, it's unfortunate, as he said, he delivered a good ball for the most part. Unfortunately, the next time we got another drive going, he got knocked out of the game. He also said he thought the scoring drive that Kyle led the team on was good, and that he thought he made good decisions. So interesting, interesting to say the least, that uh, right now it seems like Kyle Allen held his own, and as Revere was saying, you know, that's what you're looking for. That's what you want. He did a good job with that. Again, to me, you could say the scramble for the touchdown because he saw man coverage. He saw the defenders had their backs turned. He knew it was an opportunity to tuck the ball and run. And that was a good decision on his part. So one game, he didn't even finish the entire game. You know, we saw him get injured and and out of the game after just two quarters with an arm injury. That's never a great sign. But, you know, overall for the Washington football team, they need to figure out a way to Get going now. This shoulder injury, we'll see how this progresses and make sure it's nothing serious, you know, and, and nothing that is going to set Kyle Allen back. Definitely interested to know your thoughts on, on how Allen looked in, from your perspective. And if you feel as though him stepping into this opportunity was the right move, and then we have players like Alex Smith who had a chance to get on the field. You know, it's just a lot going on in Washington as we continue to watch the moves for the quarterback spot. And I know as Ron Rivera said before, the division's still open. It's up anybody's division, anybody can win it. And he's hoping that they will be the team that are that's able to step up and win the division. But we'll see what happens because the NFC East as a whole. Not great. We'll see if Kyle Allen is able to start. Rivera said that if he's able to go, he will be the starter moving forward whenever he's able to get back. But the Washington football team did drop a 20 point loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Not a great loss, but apparently there is a glimmer of hope somewhere within that loss. So coming up on, on this edition of locked on wizards, we've got to continue talking about history being made around the NBA and the WNBA. And the fact that we got to watch all of it unfold in our front of our very own eyes this past summer. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door? Sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands, and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizard sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. Let me talk to you guys about Built Go. Yes, I've talked about Built Bar before, the world's fastest growing protein bars, which bring you those delicious, healthy snacks. Well, now we have Built Go, brought to you by this same company, bringing you a nice boost to get you through that mental or physical wall that you face through the day. And what I like about it is instead of having a can or a large bulky bottle or anything, like a monster drink or five hour energy, you can put this right in your bag, your purse, your briefcase. It's easy and it's delicious. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint that I have had the chance to try, and you will not regret tasting them. Plus, there's no crash. You don't have as much caffeine. You don't feel like you hit a wall like you do with most energy drinks, and what makes it better, not only does it help you feel good, it also literally makes you look better. It's got collagen, which helps promote joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It has proteins that are fast absorbing so it gets into your system fast and it's also easy on your stomach. All that you need to help get you going throughout your day and if you head on over to builtgo.com, use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Go feel better, break through those mental and physical walls. So type in that promo code LOCKED a 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, and we have had a chance to talk around the NFL, specifically looking at the NFC East. As a Washington football team is still in it with a chance to, who knows, come out of the NFC East. We, you never know, especially after the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott Sunday, a huge hit for them. And this division as a whole struggling, but we'll see what happens. Looking across the NBA, the WNBA, they've both now ended. We've got champions. The Seattle Storm won their second of three titles, second title in three years, excuse me, for their fourth franchise title. We also saw the Los Angeles Lakers win their 17th franchise title as they won the NBA championship on Sunday. Wow. First of all, can we just take a step back? I know in our Monday edition, we had our championship edition, breaking down the heat, the Lakers, the the fact that so many different players won their first championship, the number of players that are winning their second or third championship. But I honestly, after the game Sunday, felt a lot of emotions. Aside from the fact that this was – throughout the year, everybody was saying for Kobe, we all, without a doubt, know the legacy that Kobe left in Los Angeles and in basketball and in this world as a whole, but also the fact that it hit me, the 2019, 2020 season's over. And for that four and a half months pause and the way the league restarted, I feel like it was just yesterday. We were all skeptical about whether or not the league was going to be able to return safely. And if the league was going to be able to, figure out a way to make this bubble work around COVID. Well, they did. Hats off to Adam Silver and the NBA for making the bubble work. And hats off to Kathy Anglebert and the WNBA for making the bubble work. I mean, these two experiences were like none other. Nobody, well, hopefully nobody, let's hope we don't ever have to do this again, is going to be able to say that they've lived and watched, especially for those that were inside, to experience the bubble and the wobble. I was looking at the different kids that were in, in the bubble and the wubble. And throughout the time, as we're seeing like bubble life and, and all these behind the scenes looks, can you imagine being a daughter or son and you are now living, it's like you're living on the, in the best college ever, growing up on the NBA campus or the WNBA campus with some of the biggest names to ever play the game. And you're right there, you're practicing with them. I know I saw Dion Waiter's son and Rondo's son shooting around with the Lakers. I just I can't even wrap my head around that. That's so cool. And I tweeted this out, but I'm gonna say this again here because I'm gonna continue to say it. I look forward to the day that we see the documentary, the 30 for 30, or whatever it's gonna be titled, or whatever network it's gonna be through. The documentary on one of these kids that grew up in the bubble or bubble and are able to now share how it inspired them to become a professional basketball player or an athlete, maybe not basketball, professional athlete after having the chance to see and be around their best their you know some of the best players and around their role models and things like that it's just it's going to be incredible and I guarantee you wait like 10 years might not even be that long and we'll have one of these kids that'll now be playing in the NBA or WNBA saying like oh when I was a kid and I grew up watching my mom or dad I remember just how impactful and inspiring it was and having my favorite you know favorite players like you know, LeBron James, and oh, oh, I just can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine. So such a cool experience that we have had the chance to watch for all the players, their families that were able to come down that moment when the families were able to come down and you just see the difference in players going over and hugging their, their babies, their kids. It, that's just, that's what this is all about. Just a reminder. It is more than just basketball. I know even around the news that Danny Green's fiance was receiving death threats after he missed that game five shots that would have been a game winner. Granted, it was awful that he missed. He had eight points on the game. He's brought in to be a three-point shooter. You're supposed to be a specialist from the field. You're supposed to be able to knock that shot down 10 times out of 10, especially that wide open. But okay, I digress. The point is, it's never worth a death threat. And it's just a reminder that these athletes are people as well and when you see them with their spouses with their kids with their parents with their siblings I know like Rondo's brother was in the bubble at, um, as one of the barbers and you see even like Caruso's dad and Anthony Davis's dad and his daughter and it just makes it so much more special because normally they're just blending in with the crowd we might see them you know some families like the Curry family tend to be more visible we tend to see them more often We don't get a chance to see all these players interacting with their families and stuff. And then also just the fact that the leagues were able to successfully pull this off. I mean, look at what they've done in this time and, and successfully being able to have players come back, have players, um, you know, there were some injuries along the way, nothing too major, but have players be able to return to the floor safely and also continue to move the conversation that is incredible in itself. You know, that's something that when the players were originally discussing whether or not they wanted to go down to Florida for the respective leagues, it was just a conversation of not only was for their safety concern, but also would it make sense for all these players who are predominantly marginalized communities, whether it's by race, by sexual orientation, by demographic, they whatever demographic they make up, to now be away from their families, away from their communities in this time when it was our whole country is in the midst of s- civil unrest to now go play basketball. Yet it seems as though it was more beneficial than ever. So I just am in like all by the way that we just watched this incredible monumental moment in sports for the basketball fans, first and foremost, because other sports aren't bubbling. So although it's different with no fans or little, you know, it's not as many fans they're not in a bubble. It's completely different in a bubble. So I honestly cannot even believe what we just witnessed, but I do want to recap some of the highlights, the good, the bad, and in between of the moments that we saw in the bubble here on Locked on Wizards. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, and we were talking around the NFL week five action injuries, the NFC East, Dak Prescott, the Washington football team, the Eagles. We've had a chance to briefly touch on the historic moment we just witnessed in the WNBA and NBA seasons. But now let's recap some of the greatness that we saw, some of the good, bad, and in between. First of all, we all remember when the players first were quarantining and flying down to their bubble or bubble, watching the behind the scenes videos of them as they're getting all their gear. And it was so cool to see all the players vlogging. So you saw players like Matisse Tybal, Troy Brown Jr, a bunch of different players, San White's Whiteside, who were just literally taking time to blog, capture it all, showing us the different protocols they had to go through, the different even the different gear that they got, like the face masks they received, and hand sanitizer, and the little bags of goodies and snacks, getting their first meals, um, you know, contactless delivered to their door. That was that was so cool. It was like, wow, this is really happening. You know, it was really. And then even I remember our first press conferences, watching the players. in the press conference and even the evolution of press conferences, if you watch those first ones compared to the last ones, the league slowly were figuring it out because the first ones were like, all right, let's here just sit down here. Here's the camera. There were audio issues. There were camera issues. Then we saw them evolve to now swap out chairs. So the same players weren't sitting in the same chairs or swapping out where they're standing. So they weren't. Then there was the discussion of whether or not to have masks on during the press conferences. So many little details that we kept, that we saw. And there were so many other details that we did not even know about. Then we had the fiasco around the Magic City Wings. This was probably, in my opinion, one of the first moments of, oh, goodness, is this actually going to work? We saw Lou Williams, who was flying out to deal with some personal matters. And then the picture that surfaced that he was at Magic City. And then the picture that surfaced that was like, wait a minute. Magic City what are you doing there that's that's not a family issue and he claimed he was just going to get some wings and it was that moment we realized that oh goodness some of these players may not be able to actually stay in the bubble around all these rules knowing that they normally have freedom to come and go as they please to go wherever they want to go to strip clubs or whatever else they want to do to now being told they can't and Lou Williams was not the first we saw Rashawn Holmes from the Kings, Bruno Caboclo, Caboclo of the Rockets, who both claimed they accidentally left the bubble. Just That was just a couple weeks, and that one was not as big, it was not as known, but they, quote-unquote, accidentally left the bubble. They can't claim they did not realize they were leaving the bubble. And so once those incidents happened, it was kind of like, oh, boy. Then we saw the news of the snitch hotline, Dwight Howard, of course, being one of the most openly um, – against the the snitch hotline almost called it the Dwight hotline because of the fact that players started to snitch on each other and talk about <laughs> about different things going on such as not wearing masks then there was the news that they might not snitch if it's about sneaking women in the bubble I mean it was just like oh goodness how are we gonna have these grown men who, who again are used to being able to do whatever they want especially those that are single it's, well not all married men followed whatever no comment I was going to say mostly those that are single, but anyways, just the men in general that are used to being able to do whatever they want, used to being able to have women and party and, you know, whatever schedule they want to be on to now playing every other day, having um, coaches and staff telling them when, where they can and can't go off the floor, being restricted to just whatever the bubble activities were, which we did get to know. We got to see the tennis courts and golf courses and, we got to see all the fun activities like fishing and things like that. They were able to do off the court as well to really break down all the uh, s- the schedule of each day and just the, I guess, boringness of it, of having the same routine each day to have some fun activities as well. But there was always that question of, is this actually going to work? So then once we actually got into games, that was exciting as well. Seeing the first scrimmages and even seeing the first seating games because it was a matter of. What are these teams going to look like? How are they going to return? Is this enough time to be ready to go? And then we did start to see teams that had clinched. Of course, the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks were the first two to clinch for their respective divisions. And once teams started clinching playoff spots, that really changed things because you had some teams fighting for a play-in spot, fighting for a playoff spot, fighting to extend their season. Some teams that knew they were going to be playing in the playoffs and now were just focused on, Managing, getting guys going. It was more of like a scrimmage for them at that point. They didn't have to win. Of course, it's always good to win, but it was now just a chance to work on some things and get players going. And for a team like the Lakers, for example, we saw J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters getting more minutes and we saw different players like Jared Dudley off the bench because they were trying to see what these guys could do. So they're, you know, they played more players. They didn't shorten the bench as much. And then we saw teams like the the Washington Wizards, the Brooklyn Nets. We saw the Orlando Magic on the East fighting for a spot, but how about that fight for the number eight spot? I mean, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, the Sun, the of course, the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies all fighting for that number eight spot. That was probably one of the most exciting parts about the bubble, to be honest, because it was it was almost that moment of, gosh, only one of these teams can stay. (laughs) It felt like the gauntlet. If you grew up watching the gauntlet or the challenge or any of those shows on MTV, where it was like fighting to the dueling to see who's going to go home. And I'm not going to say fighting to the death. That's super extreme, but kind of along those lines, that's, that was exciting to watch. So when we saw players bursting out of the bubble, literally having breakout performances like TJ Warren, like the fact that for the Suns, Holy smokes, Devin Booker, who just seemed unstoppable, and then the Suns get sent home. Didn't even lose a game, but sent home. It just was a moment where it's like, holy smokes, this is real. This feels like playoff basketball. There's no fans. We're all in one spot. They're all, they're all kept in a bubble, yet it, it looks different, yet it feels the same. So, I mean, it was also that moment of realizing just how important the regular season is because these teams are given another chance. But because they didn't do the work prior to COVID shutting down the league, some teams fell short then we had the play-in game who can remember that so after those first seven teams were sent home and the Wizards in the Spurs the Sun the Pelicans the Kings we had a play-in game between the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies and this was exciting we knew this was going to be fun but of course we all want to see that sun. at least I did I want to see the Phoenix Suns versus the Portland Trailblazers to be honest that's one thing that I regret not being able to see we didn't get a chance to watch that playoff because both those teams, in my opinion, were the best two teams in that, that pool of teams fighting for the number eight spot for the West. But we know who won that, the Portland Trailblazers. And when the playoffs started, the moment we realized the playoffs are here, what? No fans, no, no home game advantage, no traveling, but still playoffs. Ooh, I'm like getting chills thinking about all this. There were some incredible, incredible playoff matchups. Of course, we had some that did not exceed expectation, like the Pacers, he expected that to be a much better series, but we did have the Jazz Nuggets, that first round, best of seven, Jazz up 3-1, the Nuggets come back and win it in seven, that was insane, didn't want to see either of those teams lose and go home, especially with the way that we saw Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray just battling back and forth. We had the OKC Rocket Series, which went to seven, which we were loving because of the, the storylines there between Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, just how much these teams have had so much change over the years between the two of them, the the relationships, the, oh, it was great. It was great. It was awesome. Then we had some some series that weren't expected to go so far but did the Raptors Celtics started off very surprising seemed like the Celtics were going to just dominate that after going up 2-0 and then the Raptors come back they had the the game-winning play Kyle Lowry passes a cross-court pass to over Taco Fall people are wondering why is Taco Fall in the game he makes the cross-court pass to OG Onanobu whose name I still can't say OG Onanobu there we go who since the game winner, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Bleet were not letting the Raptors go home easily. They went in double overtime in game six to force a game seven. And then the Celtics, by the bare, barely, barely pull off a game seven win. They move on, and then we've got the Celtics and Heat, because, of course, the Heat knocked off the Bucks in a very convincing five-game series. Very convincing at that. And the only reason it seemed like the Bucks won game four was because Giannis went down injured. And it seemed like in those final minutes of the game as they forced an overtime, they kind of were playing with a little bit of for Giannis type of a uh, motivation, but we knew that wasn't going to go much farther than that game. So the heat who were a team that surprised many as they only lost one game coming into the Eastern conference finals, they took it to the Celtics. And on the other side, there were some exciting games and series. Of course, we didn't even take a look at the Clippers. Nuggets had to be one of the most surprising in many ways because everybody had a Clippers-Lakers final, of course, as we were looking at a battle of LA and we were looking at the these two teams from the beginning of the season. Once we heard the news that Kawhi and PG were linking up in with the Clippers and that AD was linking up with LeBron and, and with the Lakers, this seemed like it was going to be the Western Conference final matchup. Psych! Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic had other plans. The Nuggets... Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., they were whew, something else in this playoff run. Probably my team of the, of the bubble, to be honest, if I had to choose a team that I enjoyed watching because every game was exciting. And you were, they were the underdog you were always rooting for. And so I give them so much props and kudos for the incredible run they had. But then we saw in the finals the Lakers knock off the Heat in six. And here we are, we're done. Just like that, that's a wrap. So, so exciting to watch this 2019-2020 NBA season unfold. Next year, definitely going to be some other teams that are in the mix. I don't even want to jump the gun here and start talking about which teams are expected to do what. We will continue talking about that as we're now officially into the offseason. Looking at the Lakers, Heat, following their championship win for the Lakers over the Heat, looking at the Wizards, the Nets, the Warriors, some teams that have some potential to really make a run next year. We've got to get into that here on Locked on Wizards moving forward. But guys, for now, we're just going to relish in the fact that we saw another championship play out. And although there was some skepticism coming into the NBA restart, Adam Silver and the league were able to pull it off. The historic season has come to an end and as Adam Silver has said, they hope to start in January again for the upcoming season. It could potentially be later, depending on how COVID shakes out this fall, as they're hoping to return with fans back in the arena and not bubbling, but back to a normal schedule, whatever that may look like. So, whew, I'm still trying to catch my breath over the excitement that we saw in the bubble as a whole. Still can't believe that it's over it ended just as fast as it started but the Los Angeles Lakers the 2020 NBA champions clinching their 17th title as LeBron James wins his fourth title in 17 seasons historic in itself I could have a whole other 30 minute show specifically around the history of each of these players starting with LeBron James but we did it guys we watched we've had fun we cheered we may have cried at times we have been on the edge of our seats but the emotional roller coaster of the 2019-2020 season is over. So, thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I know I missed some moments that have happened throughout the bubble, including uh, some some big moments whether it's injuries or Daniel House getting caught sneaking a COVID official into his room. There was so much that went on, and I don't know if we have enough time in the day to recap it right now, but let me know what I missed. Let me know what was a moment that you really enjoyed or maybe did not like from the NBA season, specifically looking at the bubble. Hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with our content each and every day as we're bringing you another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Have a great one, and I'll see you back for our Wednesday edition of the show right here across all streaming platforms. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.